Hey guys, how you guys doing out there tonight? Welcome to another exciting episode of Toku Thursdays on the Fan Holes Podcast Network. Thanks to Mr. Luke Giaconetti for giving us that title. We're doing something interesting tonight as far as Toku. We're doing Gaim again, but like we have been doing, we're not just doing the episodes. We're doing a special DVD release that came out in Japan. As we stated before, we watched a lot of stuff from TV Nihon, and this is, this is the one I saw from it. Pretty sure uh, my buddy who's here with me tonight, Derek, go ahead and give a shout out and say hey. Hey, what's up? Fresh! Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Fresh, yes. This was a uh, special DVD release. We'll have to go into it proper to really give it the credit that it deserves. It's very short. However, even even I had like a little bit of, a, I guess you would say, a question if we could do a full episode on it. But Derek did kind of point out there's a, there's a lot to talk about in this there's, very there's, short DVD. There's, there's a lot of stuff I need to get off my chest, and this is this is this is fine. I, I think I think there's plenty of stuff to, to discuss and talk about and kind of pick apart. Like I feel like this is like this is like the Star Wars holiday special of Gaim, man. Like this is that's how I feel about it. Like it's like it's like that yeah, kind yeah. of like where you sort of have to like tilt your head and do the Scooby Doo like like what. What did I just watch? You know, like, type thing. And then you, this is the first time you've seen it, too. Like, I, this is the first... See, this is historical, because this is the first the first episode of Gaim that I've seen before you have seen it. So, so that's, yeah, yeah, that's kind of awesome for me, because I was like, I've seen this first. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw it with fresh eyes. Fresh! <laughs> Actually, you, you did mention you wanted to get some stuff off your chest. However, some people sent us some messages giving some stuff off their yeah, chat. I yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go into it. I just wanted to, to give shouts out to, to some follow-up feedback for folks who have been listening to the, the show and everything. We had just released the show with Luke Giaconetti, so we, we have some feedback in based on that. And I got a Facebook instant message from John, a.k.a. the Engineer Nerd from the Action Figure Blues podcast. So I just wanted to fill in Tony, as well as our listeners, with his feedback. John says, just wanted to drop you a line and say I really enjoyed the new episode. I need to go back and revisit. I couldn't get into Wizard, so it was good to hear. Forza has been my favorite writer so far. You need to tell Tony he has been extremely patient for not spoiling some stuff for you. And of course, in the chat, I kind of told him that you were a saint for indulging my wanting to be fresh for for all the, the podcasts that we've been doing with uh, Toku Thursdays. So it totally ties into this episode, the feedback. And I just wanted to give a shout out to, to John, the engineer nerd at Action Figure Blues Podcast. They do some really great shows and everything like that. So thanks for the feedback, John. And then also our good buddy Ron Sadowski from Dinner with Geeks. He, he's kind of following up on the thread from the email that he sent us over last time. But when I got his email and, and we read it on air, I also just sent him back a reply, just letting him know that we were thanking him for the feedback and 
letting him know it would be read out on an upcoming episode. And since he had that question, I, I he basically had the question about where he could find a good fan sub of the Great Sengoku War and everything. And I figured I, I didn't want him to have to wait until we released the episode, you know, to hear us go, oh, get it here, you know, because it's like that kind of that kind of sucks. So I just I replied back to him and I said, hey, you know, check out either, you know, TV Nihon. And I, I was pretty sure Overtime had a sub of it as well. So basically he just wrote back, you know, Derek, thanks for the heads up. I was finally able to find the, you know, a, a sub of the Wizard Gaim Sengoku Great Movie War. So I will be all ready for the show when it drops. Can't wait. Thanks again, Ron. So, thanks for listening, Ron, and I'm glad you found a copy of that to watch before our podcast had dropped, so you could enjoy that and, and have the background to watch the movie yourself and everything. I know, I know. Even Martz mentioned on Bot Talk, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch, uh, you know, I'm gonna listen to this episode," but he's like, "I should probably watch the movie first. So, hopefully, everybody's <laughs> gone out and watched the movie and listened to the show. But yeah, shouts out to." Engineer Nerd at the Action Figure Blues Podcast. Shout out to Ron Sadowski over at Dinner with Geeks on the Two True Freaks Network. And shout out to Marks, Kaiju no Kami. So check out his videos. He he just finished, like, pretty much all the Godzilla movies. Like, he just finished yeah. all the Millennium yeah, stuff and everything. So, so that was really cool, and it was fun to see. So, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, that... that, that you know he's he's a speed demon, but he puts in a lot of good work to all the the videos and everything, and they were all fun to watch. So I I was cracking up at some of the stuff that that he had put, you know, some of the gags and everything like that. I know the the thing that had me actually like rolling on the floor laughing was he did this gag in Final Wars where he sort of doesn't talk about Menia the whole time when he does the review, and then <laughs> when he gets to the end, it's like a major plot point that. You know, Minya is convincing Godzilla not to obliterate the rest of humankind, and the little boy is, a, you know, conceivably convincing humankind not to go to war with Godzilla, even though he found that laughable. But that's the point of the scene, and so there's this funny kickback to to you know the adventures of Minya, and he's got it with the, the old like country music and everything, and it was it was pretty funny. Like I I thought it was it, it made yeah. me crack up. Yeah, to anybody who doesn't know who Minya is, as far as that name, you will know him better if you're a older fan like me by his more dignified name of Godzuki. So, well, he, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he's Godzilla's kid. Yeah. So anyway, that that's just you know some of the stuff I wanted to mention on the show, but I know we got to talk about fresh. So so let's <laughs> let's, let's get into fresh, man. This was this was um yeah. Star Wars holiday yeah, um, specialish, like like that's what it felt like yeah, to I, me. What, what did you say before? You felt like like they all got like all the actors got like DUIs and they had to do like some kind of <laughs> educational video yeah, for the kids yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, it felt man. I, I, I'm like Derek. I, even I think this hurt me even more because I'm a big fan of Guy. I, I love the series, and I I have never seen this before. And this is actually very late at night when we're doing this. And Derek's like, dude, it, it 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 takes like not even thirty minutes to watch, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll see some cool action, and I'll, I'll get into it. My God, okay. <laughs> let, let, let. You know what this is? You know how you could make this fit into canon? It's like it doesn't fit into canon, but I was like, this is what it's like. You know how they have those memes, like where it's like. 
this is what I do like for my job or my hobby. And this is what my mom thinks I do for my job or my hobby. And this is what like my friends think I do. And this is what, you know, I don't know, you know, you know, the meme I'm talking about where they've got like six different yeah, people yeah, yeah. and everything. And there's supposed to be some gag, you know, of, of what the gag is. But I think if they made a meme of guy, it'd be like this, this special, this the full title, Common Rider Gaim Hyper Battle, Fresh Orange Arms is Born. You can also seize it, the power of fresh. Like, this little short is basically <laughs> if they have... What is it with Gaim and them not having short titles? They just have to have the longest title. If, well, it's a Japanese title. But, you know, if, if they if they have that meme... This episode is what Pierre Alfonso thinks Gaim does. Like, like it's like this is yeah, what yeah, Gaim yeah. really exactly. does, and it's like the TV series, and like this is what your mom thinks Gaim does, and it's like I don't know the the Tokugers or something, and this is what you know whatever. But it's like this this episode is like this is what Pierre Alfonso thinks Gaim does because like all the kind of wacky like hijinks, like the the slapstick. Like, that's in here 100%. Like, it's, like, turned up oh, to yeah. a list, and it's it's all the time. Whereas, like, with Gaim, you know, obviously there's some very serious moments. There's some drama. There's some dancing. There's some action. There's, you know, and then occasionally there's some of that slapsticky kind of stuff, especially when Pierre Alfonso shows up and he's smacking people around or he's getting defeated and runs away kind of in, in goofy Warner Brothers-esque fashion, you know, where there's that kind of crazy background music or, or whatever it is. But, like, this felt like that, this whole segment, basically. And, and I mean, I guess, I, I don't know, like, it, it, it's weird. It's, like, basically, Kota and Kaito, it's, like, the, the, the reason why I think it's, like, the Star Wars Holiday Special, too, is, like, I'm, like, I guess we'll get into this, but it's, like, they could only get the actors who play Kota, Kaito, and Mai, and those are the only FaceTime yeah, yeah. actors you get to see in this whole piece. Yeah, and it's like, you, get, you get a couple of the stunt actors, the suit actors, but you don't get, like, yeah, all the guys, yeah. So so it was like, it's kind of like, oh, we, we got Harrison Ford, we got Carrie Fisher, we got Mark Hamill, and it's like, and then starring the voice of James Earl Jones. You know, like, that. I mean, that's basically, yeah. you know, that's basically what it is. It's like, it's, you know, the, the, the they couldn't get, everybody and then and then it kind of felt like kind of like what you were saying like where that you could clearly tell like this was all you know just the sets like it's like nothing was shot outdoors nothing was in a a shooting a live shooting locale or anything like that it was all kind of on set type stuff you know like yeah. where they're they're in the the it's like they're in the the fruit bar and they're in Gaim's little garage and everything, but it's like I don't know. It just sort of felt like bare, you know, because it's like oh, it's Kota and Mai, yeah. and who should drop by but Kaito, you know? Like it's like oh, okay, you know. But it, it definitely it definitely feels like this was like you know after a day of shooting, they're like, hey, by the way, kids, we're gonna do this DVD special, and like half the cast was like, hey, I got shit to do, and like the other guys were like, it's it's interesting you say that because. One of my notes was when I'm watching this was like that all the actors feel I, I don't know how to describe it, but it feels like a lot of this was just improv. 
like where they had the loose beats yeah. of it, and they just said, okay, well, yeah. what's going to happen is the blonde-haired my lady is going to tell my Kota and Kaito how to make their lock seeds fresh again. And if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, because we've been saying fresh for the last, like, yeah. Five minutes. Let, let, me do, like, let me do a quick little synopsis real quick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because it, it, it really will not take long. Kota, Kaito, and my are Kaito's there for some reason. They're hanging out in the uh, gang, uh, garage uh, set. And Kota has revealed that his orange arms lock seed, it, 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 it kind of looks like the uh, uh, watermelon lock seed when it ran out of power. It's kind of bronze and dirty. It doesn't work anymore. And Kaito is like, you know, oh, my banana lock seed is the same way. Oh, my God. And then uh, I'm sure Derek was happy because he got double doses of girlfriend. A blonde-haired Mai shows up. <laughs> All right. Speaking uh, of swinging on, I, I was like, speaking of like budgets and 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 stuff like that. I was, like, <laughs> you know, what I noticed for the first time because I'm obsessed with Mai is like now it's like they didn't have enough makeup to like make her up, and like I could see that kind of like beauty mark she has like right under her like like left eyebrow or whatever and it's like it's it's really pronounced in this special <laughs> like it's kind of like it's kind of like that the, the way that like, mark hamill had like tons of makeup on in the star wars holiday special like this is like the complete opposite <laughs> where normally like my it when especially when she's in the blonde wig like she's super made up to look different from you know my dancing around with Gaim and all that other stuff. But usually on yeah, a TV looks like show, with a blonde wig, yeah. Well usually like like on the T V show and like the movies, like like she's obviously like you know, I'm not saying they didn't make her up at all, but it's like it's it just seems like it, it was like a much higher it's like they had like, you know, the the seventeen makeup people that normally work on Gaim. And for this it's like you said, they just grabbed three of them and said, Okay, we're gonna do some improv beats and just kind of loosely follow this gen, this general script, and as long as you say this one or two lines, like, as long as we get to that point, it'll be fine. And they're like, hey, where's the rest of the crew? Oh, no, 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 we're just this one cameraman, it's like one boom guy with the mic, and uh, <laughs> and, and this, this, this chick who was doing the makeup, but you know what, she's been out all night on a bender, and she's been drunk. So, like, <laughs> they're like, what? Okay. And she's like, I'm hungover, I'm just going to puff some puff on you. Okay, you're good, honey. Like, go go film. Go film or whatever. And it's like... Go, go shine. You know, like, yeah. It, it was just kind of funny because it's like... It, it just seems like it's sort of weird, lesser version of what actual Gaim is, which is kind of funny to me. Like, I guess I'm just yeah. amused by it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, just, I don't, I don't know, man. My tells them, you know, she, she reveals the secret. They can make their lock seeds fresh again, but they have to do certain tasks. And then she poofs and goes away. And then she kind of pulls a DJ cigar. She's on the TV screen and she's like, because it, it's like, it's like, yeah. Oh, set do we have to put my on? That's not, you know, basically it's like, it can't be outdoors. We got to keep within this like $5 budget we have. And they're like, Oh yeah. Remember the DJ Sahara set where he just like, you know, announces to people, let's just stick her in there. And everybody's like, yeah, that's genius, Larry, Japanese Larry. Like, green light it. Like, do it. Like, you're getting a promotion to VP of, of Toei because of this, Larry. Like, you saved us, like, $30. Like, let's do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it is pretty bad because you never see her in this set ever anywhere in the regular show. I can just spoil that. She's never on the set again. 
And then, you know, you, you kind of think that there might be something ominous, like, you know, these these tasks might be like really something of endurance. And, you know, you have to really fight with all your power to reclaim your log seat. No, your first task is to clean your fucking room. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get fresh. You clean up the garage. Yeah. Um, and, and like Derek said, right out of the gate, the slapstick comes into play because Coda especially during the time this is going on, he's, like, having doubts, you know? He's, like, trying to, like, figure out where his place is in, the, like, the world. is like, should he, like, you know, fight, or should he, like, hide from Yggdrasil? And, like, you know, he chooses to fight. And 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 then this, he's just really whipping around like a fucking yutz, like... Well, that's why, that's why I think it's more of an improv, because all the actors feel so laid back, you know? There's not... There's not any focus on character or drama or whatever. It's really yeah, even Kaito I mean, is like like fooling around too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you really get the vibe. It's just the three actors just having fun with each other. I mean, especially when you get to the. the I'm just gonna jump because it's like the, then the second task that my you know basically she's like okay you've cleaned yeah, the garage. Derek, how, how can you jump ahead? It's such a very serious story. <laughs> It's like, well, well, you know, Mai's like, okay, cool, you clean the garage, like, that, you, now you have checked that off the list, so you're good, you're good yeah. for that, that demand that I've made of you, you know, to, to change your lock seats from being rusted to fresh, you know, like, so it's like, and okay. remember, and, and, and I, well, and this is the funny thing about this episode, after every, like, thing they accomplish, they look at you, they break the fourth wall, and they're like, by the way, if you clean your room and help out, that makes you fresh. <laughs> it's like it's like if you brush your teeth every day, kids, your mouth will be fresh. Like, and they get really like excited about it. But still, there's there's that weird element where it's like most of it is so natural, and then and then it gets you, you see that part of it is like the scripted part where all of a sudden it's like now read the cue cards, gang. You know, like, but it's like before that, they're just kind of like, yay, we're cleaning, like, this is going to be red and everything. And, and speaking of that, like, the second task that Blonde Mai asks them to do is you have to be fresh, you have to eat something that's sweet. So they have to concoct some sort of dessert for her to eat, which I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then all of a sudden, it basically, like, turns into... Kaito's cooking out. Cooking show. And and it's like it's like a cooking show for the next like three minutes or whatever it is, but it seems like an hour, but it's like the next three minutes. And like Kaito is so laid back, like compared to the character he plays. Like I mean, there, there's some aspect of the character he plays in the cooking, but really, like, if you pay attention to it, like and, and they even talk about this on the Common Rider wiki, so I know I'm not just pulling it out of my ass, but, like, they say the reason why they did this is because the actor himself is an expert chef and, and has knowledge in, in how to do that kind of stuff. So it was clearly, like, budget-saving, like, dude, what what can you guys do? Like, what, what are you good at? And it's like, oh, I am good at cooking. Well, okay. Like let's let's do a segment on that. Like like that'll be one well, you of know, the it's, just, it's really funny you say that because I'm actually a decent cook in real life. I actually am pretty good at uh, whipping up stuff, and I watch a lot of cooking shows. It's it's a passion of mine. 
And, and, and what you said, actually, that makes more sense now. I didn't know that when before I watched this. But, yeah, Kaito really does sound like an instructor. He like, when he's doing stuff, he's like, all right, good job. You know, it's like, and here's how you do this. Cut it and then follow through, but don't pull away. It's like he sounds like an expert chef and, like, that's not fucking Kaido, man. If this was like Kaido, he'd be like, you fool, you don't use strength when you cook your pastry. How dare you? <laughs> You're an right. embarrassment to the cooking, you know? Right. So it's, it's it, like I said, it feels more like it's kind of improv and, 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 and more, I guess, the, the best way I can describe it is, you know, John Wayne is a personality actor. Like, he didn't play different characters. He sort of played his personality and was very successful at it. And in this case, I think the actors here are playing more to their real personalities than their TV personas, you know? And, yeah, and, like, and during I, the whole thing, like, Coda, Coda, Coda Meyer, like, amazing, cool, and it really sounded like they were, like, really impressed, not like just they, they were acting, they were like, you know, like, this guy could really fucking cook. You know? It, it kind of, that that's, you, you get the vibe, like, it's weird because this is supposed to be the characters in the universe performing tasks, but it, it's almost like not only do they break the fourth wall and tell the kids, like, be fresh, or that's how you get fresh is to clean your room, but during that whole cooking scene, it's almost like somebody's on, it, it'd be like, if it's like, okay, if, if, if me yeah, it's and like, you, like episode of Rachel Ray or something. Yeah. Like, like it's like they're on the view or something. And Kaito's just like, okay, I'm going to cook this. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. Well, look, look, how did you do that? How did you show me how you do? Show me how you do that. What did you, 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 okay. How do you cut the orange? And Kaito's like, you, you, you know, cause, cause, cause Kota like mangles the fucking orange. And he's like, okay, you cut slightly and then you pull out. You cut slightly, and then you pull out. And then he just, like, whips it out where it's, like, on the blade of the knife. And everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. You are such the greatest chef ever. And it's, like, it's it's not scripted. It's just, it's it's literally, like, just happening, and they're filming it, like, straight on with, like, two or three cameras, you know, where it's like, oh, this is just yeah, a yeah. live talk show. I make it Bavarian cream and they're like, oh, Bavarian cream, you know, I know what that is. Like, do you really? <laughs> that sounds like a talk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, or, or there's that one moment where he cuts the crusts and everything and the, 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 the dessert he's making and it's not yet cooked. And like, it's like Mai's about to like eat some of it and Coach is like, no, 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 don't, you don't want to eat that. Like, that's not even cooked yet. And it's like, it's not, it's not quite fake. Like it's 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 not like that's scripted yeah. or anything. It's just like that's just something that was there that they sort of caught on camera. So for me, it was. I mean, it was kind of interesting because I felt like like I mean, I think that was the best segment of the whole thing. I really liked yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then and then just to make fun of myself, like if this was me and you, and and you're doing all your great chef stuff, like I would be like Kota and like fucking up the meal and everything, you know, like, you know, trying to slice the orange and having it, like, spurt out all over the place and, like, you know, messing up the, the cake or whatever it is that he's making and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of fun. And, and I, I, I do think it's interesting because you're, like, sitting there used to Kaito being, like, such this badass character, the, the portrayal that he gives. And then, and then here he's in his little, like, chef hat and, like, He's in his world, yeah, 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 and it's it's it was one of those things where it's like 
it's it's a fun little kind of divergence from the actual material if you can if you can sort of look past that. Like I mean if you're if you're a major like Common Rider always must be serious and I'm a big fan of Common Rider and this is total bullshit. Like if that's if that's your attitude when you're watching this, like you probably won't enjoy this. But you'll get mad. But, you'll get mad. Very mad. Yeah. But but if you can if you can like look past that and just kind of appreciate like oh look like we're getting a glimpse into some of these these people who bring us entertainment and and they're they're kind of giving us little personal touches from themselves to make this kind of down and dirty, quick and easy little DVD special, like, then, I mean, you, you I, I think you could get some enjoyment out of it. I would agree. Curveball, Derek. I'm, yes. Do you think that since Kaido is a professional chef and everything, and he makes this, it makes a really nice-looking fruit tart. It looks yes, yes. delicious. I would eat the hell out of it. Do you think maybe behind the scenes he was making all the fruit dishes for the fruit bar? Uh, I think he might be too busy, but... But you never know. I mean, I, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's, not, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, no, just, you know, if he was bored, like, not all the time, but maybe I'd once like in a while. Think, I'd like to think the TV show has enough budget that they could pay him to act and and not to chef. But, like, that is just me. Yeah. But but still, like, that is that is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the, the tart looks delicious. Blonde Mai loves it. And, and, and you'll you'll see this go throughout the special, quote unquote. But the first one, Coda won because he he was a clean machine. He was literally like the Tasmanian devil. He's like blah, 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 clean, clean, clean. And Kaito wins the uh, cooking round. I guess he, he's the Iron Chef of the Common uh, Riders. And then finally, you know what? You know, I know Derek. You, I know you want to talk about this. What's what's the final challenge? The the final challenge is that the blonde Mai says that they have to get a fresh appearance, basically. Like, you, you need to basically, you know, do something different from your usual attire. So basically this segment turns into Mai's Runway Model Show. And it's like, <laughs> you know, and, and they basically, like, they turn the guy in Garage into, like, this runway like model walkway. show. Yeah, yeah, and and so you know, and Mai comes out, and she's in like some kind of cutesy dress and everything, and it's funny. Like to me, it looks like it looks like she's like a little girl trying to play grown up or something. It's kind of funny, like like to me, like that that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering about that. I I know you like Mai a lot. I know you think she's adorable, and you also like her characters, not just physical appearances. Yeah. yeah. I, did you like her outfit? I, I thought it was a little too cutesy, yeah. I, I, I just felt like it was, like, one of those things where, I mean, I know they're supposed to say, like, okay, thumbs up, like, all these outfit changes you've done are brilliant. Like, let's move on to the next piece. But what's funny is they all kind of have these, like, wacky... I mean, it, it's weird. Like, they have to make them look different from their characters. And I guess since Mai is normally, like, a cute tomboy, in this case, like, they kind of made her a cute, like, runway model. Cute girl. But, like, but but it was like one of those things where it's like I I don't know how to explain it other than it, it's kind of like borderline to that point where you feel like you know, you know how they have those like beauty pageants for like you know young girls where it's like you know they're all like yeah know. yeah taller tallers and like here yeah yeah so it was like it was kind of like borderline like that like where she's like you know obviously like she's probably like 
you know, in her twenties or whatever, and she's playing a, a teen girl and stuff like that. But there, there is that like aspect where it's like because of the budget being so low and they didn't have the chance. I'm sure if they if they did it on the TV budget and they actually had more than the drunk lady doing the makeup or whatever, the the hungover lady <laughs> doing all the makeup and the costuming and everything, she'd probably look stunning. But it, because this was on like a lower TV budget and all this kind of stuff, it's like she just kind of looked a little like. Like, oh, this dress really fits freaking uh, Minata or, or Minato or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like it's some dress yeah. was meant to fit somebody else. So it, it just had that vibe of, like, I'm playing dress up with mom's clothes. Yay! You know, or whatever. But that's, I mean, basically she comes out, she does her runway turn, like, and that's supposed to be like, okay, like, she does a really cool job. And then she dresses up. Kaito and Kota. And like Kota like Kaito. has this weird like hairdo or whatever. Hipster, hipster geek, yeah, yeah. And and like yeah, and, and he's kinda wearing like this plaid black and white and gray jacket and he he yeah, I, I, I guess hipster. I mean I I don't know. He looked he looked kinda like like it was supposed to be like he was trying to be P.B. Herman, but he was cool or something. I don't know. Like, I mean, it was like, what? basically, like, I, I'm not saying I'm a, a fashion barista or anything like that, but, like, I'm just sitting here kind of going, I would not wear any of these fucking clothes, but... <clears throat> that, but that, that, would, that would be a fashionista. A fashion barista would be somebody who's really good at serving coffee and looking good. See, and that's, that's how, that's how <laughs> n- not a fashion whatever I am, because I don't even know the right <laughs> word. Yeah, and then, and then... Kaito, I, I guess, you know, I know this is going to sound weird, but I think, like, Kaito looks the best of the bunch of them, because he kind of, he, he's kind of dressed up like, what, like a, like a period, I don't know, like, Shogun-type looking? Yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of like, the, like I, I, I know it's not a kimono, but it's like, it's like the robes, like an yeah, Imperial War Lord. The robes and everything, and he's got the little fan, and, like, I mean, he he looks pretty decent, like, I mean comparatively like it's 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 radical enough of a look that it's totally divergent from who he is on the show but he doesn't look so out of place in it whereas i think i kind of think like kota and mai kind of look like ridiculous and and kaito looks only like sort of ridiculous so i will will say one thing i am not i'm not a fashionista but i will say this you never wear socks with sandals i'm sorry point taken off Kaito. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, like it, it works out enough because I think I think Blonde Mai and her her beauty mark over her or under her left eyebrow give them the the thumbs up as far as that goes. And then, unfortunately, and, like, and again, and, and, and Kaito again, he's like kind of out of character. He's like you know he's like sometimes it's fun to change your appearance, and it's like you wouldn't say that, <laughs> right? Right. It's well, I think that's one of those. Like lines, like that. That to me, like that's the one piece of it that's like, okay, this is scripted. Like you, you must say this part. Yeah. Of it. The rest of it's just like, yeah, we're in clothes, ba bam, yeah, twirl, yeah, or whatever. And then when it gets to that point, it's like, okay, this is the part that's like scripted. So read, read this cue card real quick. And it's like, and then they all yeah, yeah. tell the, the kiddies everything's cool, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that's that 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 basically once they get to the life lesson of the task, 
Like, that's when it's officially scripted, whether it's like, you know, cleaning your room makes you fresh. Changing your appearance will also make you fresh from time to time. Try that. You know, it's kind of like, it's basically like they go through a whole task and it's like, you know, Ma's like, make me some food. And by the end of it, it's like, eat your green beans, kids, because green beans are great. You know, like that's that's the part of it that's scripted. But everything in between there is kind of improv and loosey-goosey, it felt like. so. Yeah, and, and there is one part at the end. It's not a task. It's just too... It's kind of to secure the uh, the uh, challenge, you know. It's like just like do this one thing, and you like all the tasks you've done is good. And she says the most important thing is a fresh smile. And, and throughout all this, we forgot to mention this. Whenever she gives them a test, they're all like, "Oh, a fresh room, a fresh dessert, you know, fresh clothes." You know, they're like, "Oh," yeah, they're they're all like, like kind of confused at everything. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, uh, a fresh smile. And this is actually in character. Because Hoda and Mai, they're like, yee! You know, they, they give, like, the, the big smile. And you even notice, even before she says anything, Kaido just kind of like, Argh. you know, just he, he does, uh, Kaido just kind of tries, but he doesn't really succeed. And then uh, Kota, his orange lock seed becomes, you know, fresh orange arms, which... I'm pretty sure I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you probably got a fresh Loxy toy with this DVD. I don't know. You yeah, I mean, there, there must be, like, some kind of, like, fresh Loxy toy. But, I mean, as far as the actual yeah. armor, it's the same armor, but it's got, like, extra Sparkly. water bubbles all over it or whatever, where it's, like, it yeah. just got washed or something. So it's fresh, you know, like, so... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, this this is where Kaito actually does go into character. He's like, you know, oh, I don't need to smile. This is stupid, you know. Like he actually kind of goes back into character. He's like, I just go to Helheim and get more lock seeds. So he goes to Helheim, and he's looking around and stuff. And then, hey, because you know reasons, here comes Angetsu and and Michi in armor. Yeah, well, well, the raisins, as as we will put it, are because they couldn't get the actors to actually. I guess I guess the actors who play Takatora and Michi did not get DUIs, so all they could do is do voiceovers from the ADR booth or whatever, because they are in armor the entire time. So so yeah, yeah. and it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. It's like, hey, what are you guys doing here? Um, in my armor. I'm just walking around Helheim, you know, because, you know, because I felt like it, you know, <laughs> and it's just and like... It, it's it's also kind of like a disconnect, because at this point, Michi is, like, you know, trying to be part of Yggdrasil, but, like, they're all buddy-buddy, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging with my big bro, you know, what's yeah, up, I, we're in it's Helheim. Weird, it's weird that, that they indicate, like, oh, this is, quote-unquote, you know, when, when we're talking about this, special is conceivably where it should be if it was in canon. But I, I think the common writer wiki makes a big point to say this has nothing to do with canon. And it's like if you tried to make it fit, like your head would hurt because you're like, well, wait, like, you know, Mai has already met blonde Mai, but she acts surprised. Yeah, she's like, who's this blonde girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She acts surprised when, when Mai shows up and gives them all these tasks. And then in addition to that, it's like like you were saying about Kota. Like Kota should kind of be in this turmoil, you know, state between childhood and adulthood, and and realizing all these 
kind of big, heavy issues moving forward with the Gaim TV series. But in this, it's kind of like he's, for lack of a better term, he's base state Kota. You know, it's like he's... <laughs> He's the happy guy who who was, you know, dancing with them and and being their Yojimbo and defending them. And, you know, obviously he doesn't know certain certain spoilery secrets that that we can't talk about yet. So it's like obviously (laughs) still this happy-go-lucky guy who who isn't dealing with too much. So, like, based on that, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. And, I mean, I suppose you could argue that that Kaito just – Stopping by Gaim's garage is not a normal thing for the TV show. It's not like this is more like the whole yeah. Three's Company sitcom where it's like Kaito's like Larry, <laughs> you know? It's like, hey, it's Larry, you know, and whatever. And it's just like he just shows up. He's like, guess what happened? It's like, what, Larry? My Loxie got rusted. God damn it, Jack! My Loxie <laughs> got rusted too. You know? It's like, oh man! It's like, what are we gonna do? It's like, Look, Chris is here, and Chris is going <laughs> to do some tasks and shit, and then our lock seats are going to get fresh. And it's like, oh, you know, like, and then it's like, oh, Mr. Roper and Mrs. Roper showed up, but they're, like, in armor, and you can't, like, see the real <laughs> actors, because they've got, like, freaking Stormtrooper helmets on, you know, whatever it's like, and then they come in and do, like, voiceovers and shit, you know, so that's, that's kind of what it's like to me, so that, I think that's why I'm, like, chuckling about it, and, and I get a kick out of it. Yeah, yeah, you can't take it too serious. At this point, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Kirishima brothers come in, and, you know, there's, like, a, a brief moment of tension, but not too much. Here's where, if you're watching this DVD, you get through... So many menus, so many menus. This is this, this is, is like kind the of inter- whole, like choose your own adventure portion yeah. of the DVD because it's like they that you you get these screens where basically it's like you know what you know basically Kaito has all these different lock seeds and it, I, I guess it's weird because because that this is also something that technically doesn't fit in with canon because it's not like there's just a ton of different lock seeds that people already have as part of their collection that are just lying around Helheim. But in this case, it's... And, it's and kind I, of will like, say this, I will say this. I'll tell you this much, Derek. All the lock seeds all these guys picked, you can tell it's not the canon because none of these characters use these lock seeds ever again. Right, right. It's well, And then, and then the other thing, too, is I, I think it's just an opportunity to visualize the characters in lock seeds that they would normally never get a chance to to use, you know, so it's like, it's but, basically but like, a oh, toy, Larry. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's kind of like saying like, oh, wouldn't it be neat if like Spider-Man and Captain America wore Iron Man armor? And it's like, wouldn't it be cool if Tony Stark was in Hulk's purple pants? Like, I mean, that's basically all it is. It's like swapping them out with outfits that they normally wouldn't wear and 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 that's kind of what the menu screen is all about when you first see it where it's like oh what what, you know what is kaito gonna put on first you know like and 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 so you get these brief clips of you know kaito choosing different lock seed arms and his reactions to them so yeah like chico he's like you know, like, there's too much red. I don't like this. Yeah, so he, just, like, uh, he doesn't want to be strawberry arms, basically. Yeah, and then he uh, chooses melon arms, and he's like, a shield? You don't fight with a shield, you fight with power. So he doesn't pick melon arms. And interestingly enough, um, he uh, picks... Uh, Kiwi. Hold on, don't tell me. Kiwi arms. 
which is uh, Michi's, and he's like, he's not thrilled, but he's like, this will do. I, I'm, I'm I'm okay with this. And then Michi, it's kind of it's kind of cool. He gets the melon arms, and he's like, you know, oh, this is just like, yeah, my brother. <laughs> It's like it's just like uh, Nissan or you know uh, Nichon or whatever it is. I, I I don't know Japanese. I know it's either Nissan or Nichon. One Usually brother, it's one sister. Nissan, right? So yeah, yeah. And then he's like he he gets uh, banana arms. And he's like, which is kind of funny. He's like these shoulder pads are weird. <laughs> and then finally, which is kind of telling, kind of kind of cool. He uh, picks uh, pine arms, pineapple arms, and he's like. This armor seems strong. Again, kind of referencing that he's still friends with Koda in this hyper battle thing. Right. And then finally we get Takatora. And Takatora is actually really interesting because first he uh, gets... What's the first one he gets? I think he tries the Ichigo arms as well because I, I remember... Yeah, yeah, he's like too cutesy. He's like, this yeah, is too cutesy and everything. And then and then he tries his, yeah. his little brother's arms and he's like, well, this is supposed to be a gun? Like, you know, I guess... Yeah. He, yeah, I was surprised they didn't, like, have somebody be like, this is too Fruit of the Loom next, you know, like, or whatever. Yeah, but the one he picks is Mango Arms, because he's yeah. like, and, and it shows that he knows what's going on in Hellheim Forest and Lofties, because he's like, oh, this is a Power Arms, you know, I, I, I'll try this. You know, he actually knows the classifications, I guess you would say. He's like a, he's like a Transformers fan, so he knows the difference between, a, like, a Voyager and a Classic and all that stuff. Scout, yeah, yeah, and all that hey. stuff. And then, then we get even more menus, which is which is fine. But we do get cutscenes, and you know what? You wanted some fighting, now we finally get some fighting. And you know what? They didn't tell you this. I thought when I watched this, it would like maybe Baron fighting these two or something like that. But no, you're you're Coda, you're Coda, yeah. and your you know your fresh orange arms. And the first one is, and unfortunately, I feel really bad because the way they per- they. The way to display it, it's like Michi is like the first level boss that you have to kick his ass. Yeah, yeah. And he's got pine arms, and he does a good job at first. And then, then Derek, just go ahead and just just tell people what happens. Well, basically, Kota has to call back on the life lessons, the the so called morals of the story that they learned earlier when they were doing different tasks for Blonde Mai. So, basically, Runway Model Powers defeats Ryugan Pine Arms. Because it's like, I, it, it's very strange, because, like, it's like, I thought, like, he was just going to, it's like, basically what, what should happen, like, if, if, like, say, like, Marts ever did a video on this, it's, there should be the scene with, like, fresh orange arms, but instead of the music they play, it should be like, work, work it, girl, do your thing and make love. Do the camera work. Come on, girl. Like, he's, he's basically doing, like, the runway walk. But then, like, he kind of twirls around and stuff, and somehow, like, it, it, I, I thought the idea was supposed to be, like, the, the pine arms mace basically misses him because he does all these cool runway moves. But really, it just seems like it just fucking goes right through him. Like, that, I, I don't know. Is it me? Or, like, that's... It seemed like he somehow became intangible when he did the fucking run, runway but, mock well, walk. It, well, if you remember, like when he he remembered the life lesson, he remember my saying, "Run straight, walk straight." And Michi was like, "You know, you can't run away. If you run away, I'll beat you." And like you remember my saying, "Walk straight." So walking straight makes you invincible. Okay. Okay. 
So uh, that's what I that's what I got. Yeah, that's what you got out of it. I, I just thought like when he was twirling around, like he would somehow like miss the pine arms attack. But like in a lot of the, if you actually watch the video, it's almost like somehow it goes right through him. So it's like he becomes intangible or something like that. And then basically he takes him out yeah. with like the the fresh orange squash rider kick. So he does like he does like a rider kick and kicks. Michi's ass, and that's that's kind of the end of that. You know, basically, it's like now choose who you want to fight next. Screen comes up and everything, so you just, could just either... so you know, just so you know that Michi was totally not there, even though he got squashed, he was still in his armor, and he was just like, "Oh, good job, Coda. Oh, just go to pass out in the water now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does not. Yeah. He he does not turn back into the actor who plays Michi. Yeah, and then we get we get our second tiered battle, which is Baron, which you know you would think is going to be really good. And you know what? Honestly, this is probably the best fight. I think. I think. I think it it was cool because like the, the, he does the one like I, I, I was referring to it as the baking hour flashback whirlwind move because it's like yeah. basically because because Kaito is making this. You know, he makes this dessert, and to do that, it's like, okay, well, you've got, like, the, I guess, the dough and the eggs and the milk and all that stuff, and it's like, you know, that's one of those things where, like... He's remembering it during the whole thing, yeah. Kota tries to stir, and it's, like, totally horrible, and Kaito's like, give me that, and, like, this is how you really stir, and he kind of, like, shows him how to stir, and basically, he's like a human, um, what what, what do you call that machine, the gun, where you've got the little... To, to to batter the eggs and all that stuff. It's like he's a human electric batterer, basically. And so it's like you know, you know, that's how Kaito was on the cooking segment. So it's like now, I guess, you know, fresh orange arm, the hand has, mixer, has has learned from that. And so he does this kind of whirlwind move or whatever. And then I guess uh, I, I'm assuming it's French or something because his his final move is fresh orange au late. Is is his super move, and that defeats Baron. Uh, you know, it's actually it's actually interesting. I don't know if this is the first time this has shown up. I think it's shown up maybe once or twice before. Whatever fruit it is, Ale is actually is actually a move that shows up more often in the series as it goes on. Okay, so there is that that nice little callback. But he does he does the uh, fresh arms Ale, and just to drive home how silly this thing is is when Kiwi Arms falls into a big patch, it looks just like the tart. <laughs> it's like, and remember, kids, eating something sweet is, like, good for you, sort of, or whatever. Kind of. Then we get our menu selection. Uh, by the way, in the middle of all these, you get menu selections, and you're like, kind of like Street Fighter's like, you beat this guy, move on to Japan, you know? Japan! Unfortunately, they're still on Helheim. They don't. They don't go anywhere. Then we get to Zangetsu, who, as we stated, choose, chose Mango Arms, and this is a fun fight for a few seconds. But it is. It's really if you're a fan of Gaim, it's really if you want to be a fanboy, it's kind of shitty how quick it is because you're like, really, come on, you know? Well, it's, like, it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, well, this is one of those things that clearly knocks it out of canon because you're like, you're like, wait a minute, like, should Orange Arms even win against Zangetsu at this point? Like, 
and I, yeah. you're, you're like a part of me was like, well, obviously, like in the context of this singular DVD piece, it's like Coda has to win this. But then I was yeah, like, yeah. should should he win this? Like, does that make any sense? But it's like it's so outside of actual canon. I guess it doesn't really matter that much. But it's it, it to me like my my joke about it was basically you go back to what he learned during his cleaning segment where you described him as like the Tasmanian devil, like voraciously cleaning. And one of the techniques he had was to sort of be on his knees or hunched over or whatever it is. And he was like just voraciously cleaning back and forth, you know, at a, at a lower level. And so basically that's used so that yeah, he go, can go be, for the legs. Well, yeah, I was like, I was like, it's sweep the leg Coda, you know? And so, so he's like, put him in a body bag, Coda. <laughs> you know, it's like, fucking, he just basically like, you know, sweeps fucking Zangetsu's leg. So I guess, I guess it, it, to, if you want to put it in canon and make yourself feel better, you're like, Coda totally cheated. Cause like he swept the leg. So like, that's not cool. So yeah. anyway, but that's, that's how he and, defeats and that, that, Zangetsu. And then guess who does get at least one line that kind of makes you feel a little bit better as a fan? He's like, oh, I let my guard down. You know, it's like maybe he's like, he's like, I'm in a DVD. I shouldn't take this fight so seriously. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm only in the ADR room. I can only fight so well. And, and he, he just really, he really literally just tromps off. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm done. I got my paycheck for the week. I'm good. <laughs> And then, then we go back and we kind of reminisce where we, we see Coda and uh, mine, you know, she's all like, yeah, you know, freshness is awesome. Everybody be fresh, fucking fresh, fresh, fresh. And then we go see that Kaito is kind of sulking. Like, it's on the city street. He's kind of sulking a few feet away. But we find out he's actually looking into a mirror trying to perfect his smile. And he's like, and he's like, but unfortunately for Kaito, because I guess Koda just, like, snuck up and took his wallet instead of just beating it out of him, his fucking pineapple arms gets freshened up, and, like, Kaito's like, what the fuck, man? And I gotta say, I agree. He smiled, goddammit. Well, you know you know what they, they say is they say that since Kaito gave Kota that pine lock seed... Like oh, is somehow, that on the wiki? Is that oh, yeah? Okay, somehow, yeah. technically, like that could be a reason why Pine Arms turned fresh because it technically started out with with Kaito. That's that's their that's their no prize, I guess, for for why the the Pine Arms looked fresh. And of course, I mean, another clear distinction to why this stuff isn't canon is because technically, like. You know, I mean, this is not a spoiler. Well, I guess it's a spoiler, but not really. Like, you you never see fresh anything ever fucking again, right? No. Like So, no, no. so I mean, it's it's like clearly this is a one-off kind of, you know, it, it's, it's one of those DBZ movies where if you try to fit it into the actual Toriyama manga, your head would freaking explode. Like, this doesn't really fit. It's just yeah. a, a little side piece, and that, I mean, that's, it's probably the best way to view this. It's 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 one of these kind of DBZ movies where it's like, well, you know, you, it's it, you just gotta gotta go along for the ride, and that's that's basically all there is to it. And you can't you can't think about it a whole hell of a lot, or else, like I say, you're you you know that way lies madness. You know, like you just kind of gotta take <laughs> it at face value. Well, and stuff. 
the way I took it is, I, I think, like we said before, like, it seems that Common Rider is on a slightly higher level. I don't think it's for adults. Like we said, we think it's for, like, probably teenagers, which is which is fine. I mean, I, I like the fact that they, they delve into, like, slightly more serious topics. But I think Gaim was so popular, they were like, hey, let's make a kitty-friendly thing. And this is totally kitty-friendly. You could show this to a 12, uh, not 12-year-old, but a... Uh, eight-year-old, and he'll be like, yay, smile, yay, make fruit, you know, he's not going to be offended, you know, he's not going to be like, you know, people die, you know, yeah. Yeah. I I think this is, yeah, kid-friendly, quick kid-friendly guy, you know. Yeah, I mean, for me, this was difficult to rate, because I'm like, look, it's, it's, ostensibly, it's, it's a comedy, it's supposed to be zany, and, kind of wacky and a little out of the ordinary, you know, and for me, I mean, it's certainly amusing. I mean, I, I enjoyed seeing it for what it was. I mean, but, but it's more like that whole car wreck kind of fascination and everything. Like, you're just kind of like, you're like, dude, I got to stop and look at this wreck of a car. Like, what is this? You know, like, I mean, it's like, I'm slowing down and I'm going to pull over and bust out some popcorn and we're going to watch this like, Japanese Star Wars holiday honey, special and honey, 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 you know. get my cell phone. I got to take pictures of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like this is going to be awesome. I'm putting this on Facebook. You know, like that's that's kind of what I felt like. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna give it a high rating, but because I, I I can understand the point of view if you're like a a serious you know common writer fan why like you might not be keen on this but i mean i was amused enough that i i'll give it 2.5 pineapples like but since it's not quite up there with like the best of the best with gaim and it's not probably what most people who watch the tv series would be expecting you know i knocked off some points and and put it a little sort of below average i guess or you know maybe made it you know really you know, right on the border of average. I, I'm going to, I'm going to actually go really weird on my rating. I'm going to give this a 2.75 pineapples. And that, that extra bit of pineapple is just because tonight Derek was like so adamant about doing hyper battle. I'm like, why man? It's just like a DVD special. I don't want to, I'm tired. I don't want to. And then when I watch it, I'm like, I, I got to talk about fresh, fresh. I have to talk about the, f- <laughs> You lured me in with the fresh, fresh. Yeah, no, I mean it's fun. I mean it's funny. I don't know. It's like one of those things. Like this is this is like, yeah, it's it's like it's like Legends of the Superheroes or Star Wars Holiday Special. I mean, if you if you like Common Rider and you're willing to appreciate like a little jovial, funny kind of wacky version of it, and especially, I mean, honestly, like. I really do enjoy all the actors. So, I mean, seeing them oh, yeah, yeah. Get to sort of play around with their hair down, so to speak, like that that was kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of the a little bit of glasses off moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean that is kind of fun. I mean, I I I enjoyed that part of it. I mean, you know, it was like they they they're sort of yeah, they're they're sort of a little out of character, but you know, like that I don't know, it's just it's part of the charm of this this individual piece and if you just sort of put on your your narrow lights and view it on that wavelength you know like i think i think people would get get a kick out of it it's just it's just one of those things like i i think it's something like dude you have to see this 
Like, I mean, it's not like, I'm not saying it's going to be great, but you just, you, you sort of have to watch it. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, well, well, it's like you said with the Star Wars holiday special, like when you watch the Star Wars holiday special, you're like, what the fuck is going on? But you, if you're a Star Wars fan, you have to fucking watch it. You you have to, like, you can't, you can't ignore this. Like, you can't put your head in the sand and be like, no, bro, like. That's not gone, man. It didn't happen. Like, you can't... You do. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. It's not canon, but this totally exists. Like, it has... This is out there, yeah. Yeah, you know? So, like, I, I don't know. It's it, it, it's cool. I, I like it. I mean, it's... it's You know, I'm not going to say it's as good as, you know, some of the best episodes of Gime or anything, but, I mean, I, I think, like, that's why I know you were you were concerned. You're like, do we do we have enough to talk about? Like, can we do an episode just on this? And I'm like, dude, I can talk about this for, like, a good 20 minutes at least. Like, that's good enough. Like, come on. Like, and, 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 and just, I needed to talk about Mai's, like, little beauty mark above her, her left eyebrow, too, because I was like, that was the first time I noticed that. Like, maybe I'm just not observant or whatever, but I think, I think definitely, like, the budget was, I'm like, the budget was not strong with this one. You know, it's like, it was totally, like, kind of like, oh, yeah, what, what do we got here? Yeah, we're just going to use existing sets. Uh, yeah, whoever hasn't gone home yet and isn't totally hungover, like, yeah, we'll just keep them on the lot and they can shoot it and do the makeup and yeah, okay, we're good. Yeah, yeah, and like, you three, you motherfuckers, you get high, you get paid the most, so you gotta do this shit. <laughs> like, oh, man! I mean, I will, I will honestly say, like, from a very, uh, let, let, let me take myself out of myself and, like, not be a guy fan, just, like, a, a person who, who loves watching that shit. Come on, me and Derek watched the new Leprechaun movie last year. Come on, give us a little bit of fucking leeway. Watching this is like watching a bad movie because you just want to see what happens next. And there are nice little moments. There's nice little joke moments, like the cooking section. I like the cooking section. I don't know why. Seeing Kaito be a master chef was really fun. And also, there, you get a little, nice little character beats. And it gets to saying, Ichigo Arms is too cutesy for him. Like, I'm not a strawberry, you know? And then, like, you know, Michi being like, you know, oh, this is just like, you know, Nichan's, you know, armor. It's like, there's some stuff there that is very Gaim related. Is it Gaim? Yes. Is it Gaim proper in the storyline? No. But do you really need it? If you want a Gaim fix and you're bored, you've seen all the episodes, you've seen the movies, and you're like, I, I want some Gaim. What can I watch? Fucking watch this. You'll 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 be entertained. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. This is fun. I don't, I, I, I don't hold anything against this. And unlike the uh, Leprechaun remake, like I, I actually, <laughs> I actually enjoy this. Yeah, we destroyed that. that we destroyed that thing. That thing was horrible. <laughs> awesome. This is, this is actually fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah this. So I got. I, uh, you have anything else to say? Uh, beauty marks or uh, no, no, no. cleaning I'm, duties? I'm, yeah, okay. I'm good. I'm good. This was this was fun. I mean, I think I've gotten everything off my chest. But yeah, the, I, I again, like we were saying, if if you haven't seen this, like you you should watch it. Like it, it, it'll be fun. Yeah, totally. I guess that wraps up Common Rider Gaim. I'm not gonna get through the whole title. Just Hyper Battle DVD. <laughs> Fresh. Uh, yeah, check it out. It's on TV. Fresh. Uh, it, it's on. You can check out the TV Han subs. It's readily available in many places as far as toku thursdays you can always catch us we're going to be doing more guys we've got more guests slated for future episodes a little teaser teaser and we're going to be keep doing the uh, arcs uh next is hellheim forest we should be actually able to bang that out pretty soon so that should be coming pretty quickly we're, we're going through guy pretty good 
So look forward to that. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, look us up on Facebook. We have like a Twitter. We have, you know, the Tumblr. And we have our email, which you can get a hold of us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. And we have a uh, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio. Look us up live streaming. Please look us up on iTunes. We love the rates on there. It gives us a little bit of a boost. Instagram, everything else. Look up the Fanholes proper on uh, fanholespodcast at blogspot.com. I think that's about it. That pretty much goes through everything. We love the feedback you get on this. And we did not know that Toku was such a big thing. We like the fact that you guys have been chiming in so much. Please chime in more. Let us know what you think. And I think that pretty much wraps up the hyper battle of Fresh! Fresh! This is Derek, Derek WC, signing off. Quick shout-out to Boove. Thanks, Boo, for liking us on Facebook and everything. Boo liked the recent Toku Thursdays as well. So we're happy everybody is, is into this and on board. So thanks, guys. Peace out. Awesome. Very cool. And all I have to say on that is Henshin Soda Fresh! positioned in between the arcs I for some reason I was thinking oh maybe you know Kaito's gonna go off and do his own thing which he did in the Helheim arc but I thought I thought maybe it was more directly you know I thought it was more canon than just kind of a side non-canon like fluff thing you know what I mean so then when when I saw it I was just like oh like like that's what this is <laughs> Apparently, Gaim was popular, popular enough to influence the children of Japan. So, well, well, you know, sometimes Derek being an asshole makes you feel fresh, fresh. <laughs> what is that from? We we just did this uh, recording on Common uh, Rider Gaim, so you'll you'll hear the episode eventually. But it was like this side DVD project that basically, like, I I compare it to like it's like the, the Star Wars holiday special of that series it doesn't really fit into canon or anything but basically like they the the whole thing is the the guy's transformation device like gets rusted so then they have to do these tasks in order to make it unrust and basically look fresh you know and that's like the whole (laughs) thing of the show so but instead it's like you know tony was joking it's like oh these guys must have all gotten duis because it's like really about like life lessons and stuff it's like if you clean your room and brush your teeth you will feel fresh you know and so (laughs) it's it's like that that kind of stuff so now me and me it's like and tony had never seen it like he's seen the whole series but this was kind of like some weird side dvd thing that like you know isn't like 
really required watching. But I was like, dude, you you got to watch this. And he's like, oh, I haven't seen it, man. He's like, I haven't watched it last night. And then I was like, just just watch it. It'll take you like thirty minutes, dude. And then so he watched it, and he's like, do you think we? He's like, are you sure we can get a whole episode out of this? I'm all trust me, we can get a whole episode out of this. Like this is <laughs> this is this is worth talking about. You didn't bring the anger. You were you were actually like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, that's the thing, though. I, I'm not mad. I was just like, you gotta watch this, dude. 